Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a Haunting Dan Paranormal Podcast. This is episode 107, and I am your host, Phil Sams. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to check out this podcast. Today, I want to talk about a recent residential investigation that I went on. It was very, very interesting, I should say. Not for the reasons why you might think, but I was really looking forward to this one. It was brought to my attention, so I definitely wanted to go out. It was a family that is experiencing some activity, and whenever there's a family involved, especially when there's children involved, you got to look into it. you got to do your best to figure out what's going on and trying to help this family out. Now, this is a interesting case for the mere fact that it has some crazy activity. The activity that is going on is very interesting. So I wanted to do this on the hunt episode, which is a little bit different than most on the hunt episodes that I do where I just play recordings, you know, give a little intro and then play the actual recording or a session of recording of an investigation. I want to talk a little bit more about this one and I will play and clip from a solo session I did in the basement of this location. And I think it is very interesting and it was a little quiet, honestly, but with the activity that's going on there, I think this place needs a lot more investigation, a lot more investigating. There we go. That's much better to figure out what's going on. But like I said, this place has some crazy activity. It has shadow figures that come from the closet in the little kid, the little girl's room, uh, noises, disembodied voices, just an uneasy feeling or a feeling of being watched kind of thing going on, which is very common and very typical in any type of haunting situation. So that makes it a very inter- interesting place, but not uncommon. Where this is, where this gets a little crazy is where, with the amount of people that have experienced this. Now, this is a rental the people who live there do not own the home. They're the tenants. They have a landlord, and several of the previous tenants have went running out of this place at about the three-month mark. And it's just not one family. It's multiple families have left or couldn't make it past the three-month mark in this location. So that tells me right there there's definitely something going on. It's not being, It's not an attachment to a certain person when multiple different families are experiencing something that means there's definitely something going on and it's just not somebody's crazy or attachment like I said so that's why I wanted to get in there and kind of start figuring out what was going on plus the current residents are they are approaching that three month mark so there's a little story behind that what's going on what their plans are and I'll kind of touch on that a little bit in later on in this episode but we're getting to that point where nobody has made it past that, or the, at least the last couple of residents haven't made it past that three-month mark, and we're getting there. So we needed to get in here, get in there, and get this investigation done and kind of figure out what's going on and go from there. Now, this first investigation, it wasn't a full-fledged investigation. We didn't take all the bells and whistles. We just took just me and Frankie, who you've, if you listen to the podcast, you know who Frankie is. He's been on here several times. He's... I'm the leader or the founder of the group that I generally that I investigate with. 
So it was just me and him. We took minimal equipment, just recorders. I just wanted to really focus in on getting some good audio and just getting a sense of the place. And that was really the goal of this particular first investigation. Because we're going to have to go back to really dive in and narrow down what's going on and do a little bit more of a normal investigation and see what's going on. But this first investigation, just wanted to get an impression and see what we could get from there. Frankie is a sensitive. He does have some um, abilities. He's very in tune with the atmosphere of any place he's at. He can really sense and get a feeling of any kind of presence, spiritual presence or ghostly presence or whatever. And that is what, we, you know, we just wanted to get, a t get an idea of what this place was about, what kind of possible activity. Was it something more evil? Was it something more demonic? Which... If you've listened to this podcast, you know how I feel about the demonic. There's the demons is always to blame for a lot of paranormal activity, especially in today's society with the popularity of all these shows. But I'm I'm here to tell you demonic activity is the exception, not the rule. It's actually very rare. People are just fearful of the paranormal. We are all fearful fearful of things we don't understand. What was that? Hope that was some dust. So I'm getting orbs on the recording here. Awesome. Anyway, you know, demons aren't necessarily that common. It's actually, like I said, very rare. More often than not, we just are uneasy. We don't like not knowing what's going on. And when we experience some kind of paranormal or haunting type activity, it freaks us out. Especially if you're not accustomed to it, if you don't go looking for it like a paranormal investigator or some of these paranormal teams. So you really have to separate what's more evil or demonic. And there is this difference between evil and demonic. Just because something is darker or more sinister or more evil does not mean it's a demon. I think, like I said, that's more that's very rare. And I personally don't know if I've come across anything demonic in my career, essentially. I've come across some darker stuff, some more evil stuff. Maybe a few things that have borderline that could have been, but I just don't know. But that is what we wanted to look into in this investigation and, and uh, find out what was going on and just get a good idea before we dive into a full-blown investigation and see. Because there, there is a chance that, you know, we might not get much and there wouldn't be a really... A, a need or a want to actually go back on our part and the uh, residents' part, the uh, tenants' part. Because if there's nothing really sinister going on there and we can't get any activity, you know, we just have to take the word for it and we just go from there. But this is what we wanted to do. Now, my first impressions of this place as we pulled up, it's an older subdivision. It is in Kentucky. There used to be, I believe, a horse track or some kind of racetrack. I believe it was a horse racing track, horse racetrack, or well, horse track on this property. And the way the uh, subdivision is laid out, the way the street runs in that kind of oval type pattern, so the street follows the racetrack. So naturally, when you're dealing with a racetrack, there is gambling. There is high energy. People lose 
large sums of money at that. So there is a very good possibility of some kind of energy, energy transfer, some sort of residual haunting. And that is how I was approaching this investigation, that this could possibly just be a residual haunting and not necessarily an intelligent haunting and most probably definitely not demonic or evil. So when we walked into the home, met the uh, young lady, she was the only one there. The child was not there and her spouse was not there as well. He was supposed to be there, but he, something came up and he had to go do something. So we couldn't, he, it was just us three there. Now they do have a dog and a cat that will come up later in the episode, especially when I play the uh, clip the, from my solo session in the basement. But my first impression, it wasn't really a dark, I didn't get a dark sense, and I'm not psychic, or I might be a little, have a little bit of empath in me there. I do, and I can sense kind of the atmosphere in a room if something, especially going into a location that we are investigating, I tend to get feelings. I do tend to get in tune with the atmosphere and what the surroundings of that location. This one, I really didn't get much. I definitely didn't feel anything negative. I didn't necessarily feel anything at all, per se. But it was, there was no uneasy feeling is really the best way to put it. Now, Frankie immediately picked up on, you know, a few spirits or some kind of energy there, and he attached the name Leroy to it. And when I did my solo session, you'll, when you listen to that, I did focus that session on this Leroy character, or this Leroy possible spirit, and kind of questioned around that, trying to maybe if there was a Leroy there, if he was correct in that, picking that up, maybe I could get a better response and maybe get some interaction from him. So I want to go ahead and play that clip now, and then I will be back. It's only five minutes. I just wanted to do a quick burst session just to kind of do some audio, do check to try to get some EVP or possibly get some interaction for by myself with no nobody else there, you know, manipulating or putting their energy into the atmosphere. Just me, recorder. Actually, I had two digital recorders. And just asking questions and trying to figure out what was going on. So let's take a quick break. I will play that clip and I'll be back to kind of talk about it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maysville basement first session Sunday is there anybody down here with me you can speak into either one of these recording devices you'll see the red light Just all you have to do is answer me I'm just here to find out what you are and what you want
Is there a Leroy here? Is that your name? Leroy, can you tell me my name? Can you tell me why you're here? The people that live here are very uncomfortable. Is that you? Are you attached to the house? Are you attached to the land itself? Is there somebody else other than the male Leroy. Are you the one who is talking to the little girl that lives here? I want to set this recorder right here and go speak to it at any time. something to do with the racetrack that used to be on this property? Can you tell me the name, or at least I'll tell you what, tell me how many people are upstairs right now. What years did you live? When did you die? Are you here for a particular reason? Is there a reason why you can't let go and why you're still here? Can you give me the names of any other spirits or entities that are here with you? Well, welcome. This is the most important question and I'm going to leave you after this. I hope you answer this. Are you here to do harm or you just want to be noticed? Do you need help? Leroy, Frankie picked up on you. We're going to be here for a little bit longer. Feel free to reach out. Feel free to show us 
if you are here, make a noise. You can talk to us in any way you want. Ooh, cold breeze just hit me. Okay, that's good. Was that you? Holy shit. Okay. Okay, Leroy, I'm going to end the session and go back up. I'm going to bring Frankie down. Thank you. All right. Now that you've heard that clip, you know, it's not an overly exciting clip. I did have that little cold spot in, in, interaction, I think, towards the end of the clip, at the end of the session. That was very interesting. And I will, I'll go ahead and talk about that since that was the most obvious that you could probably hear. I was asking a question, you know, to try to get them to interact with me a little bit more. And I got that sudden cold spot behind me. I expressed it as a breeze, but it really wasn't a breeze. I don't think it wasn't like a gust of wind. It was just a cold chill came from behind me, essentially. And I, I did do my best to kind of look around to see there was no vents or anything. There was no explanation that I could see or find that could have caused that. It was just a weird anomaly that just popped up and just happened. Now, was that a, you know, a spirit manifesting or something reaching out, trying to interact with me or give me what I was asking for? I don't know. As of right now, it's unexplained and I can't really tell you. I just think it's very fascinating. Now, at first, when I first listened to this recording, you know, a day a day later i didn't really hear much at first i you know i was real i was kind of disappointed but as i listened to it again in the middle of it you know throughout it i think if you the problem with this recording is it's not a it's a perfect example of what you have to deal with as an, as an investigator not all recordings are pristine not all environments are great for recording so you can hear the hum. That was the furnace running in this basement. And naturally, it's wintertime, so it's cold. And that furnace was just, just a humming along. So it that does make it a little bit more difficult. Now, if you listen, try to listen closely to some of this, to this recording, I think I do get a few responses, actually. They're real muffled because of the interference with the furnace. And there's a couple questions I asked that I thought I got a yes response to there in the middle. And I can't really say for sure. I'm not going to say it's definite proof or definite evidence. It's just kind of weird. I wish that furnace wasn't on. That would kind of clear it up a little bit more. But I do think there's some responses there. If you heard anything that, that you know, if you can confirm that or you hear something that I maybe I didn't even hear, I don't talk about here, be sure to send me an email at gitnpodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at night underscore ghost and get, send me a direct message and let me know and tell me the time that you timestamp on that, you know, around when you hear it essentially. And I'll give it another listen. I'm still continuing to listen to this particular session repeatedly. And I did send it to Frankie to let him get a, you know, listen, now he, he picked up a little bit more. He said there's a several yeses in it that I'm not hearing per se, but I think it's something that there's definitely something there in that recording. Now, 
and even in the middle of the recording, there's and I want I heard this fairly early on, my first couple listens to it, before I sent it to Frankie. I thought I heard music playing. Now it was real light, and I'm a little I'm not confused, but I don't really know whether it's just that furnace hum that you're hearing. You're hearing the furnace in that recording. In that recording, I just wonder. I, it very well could be that noise from the furnace is playing tricks on your my ears anyway, and making it sound like music when there's really not music there. That is very possible. So I wanted to send Frankie this clip and let him. Find out what he hears and if he can pick out anything, maybe pull something out. But he did confirm he heard music as well. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I can't, it's not great evidence, honestly. Just for the matter of fact, I'm not sure about that furnace if that's just playing tricks on my, my ears, essentially, and causing my brain to think I'm hearing that. That is very possible. I mean, did we get a few responses? Possibly. Was that encounter or that experience toward the end proof of the paranormal or that this place is haunted or at least there's activity there i can't say if i was presenting this with to the client or not the client the homeowner or the resident tenant of that location you know and i haven't maybe frankie's told her about it that recording but you know i haven't i'm not going to say it's definite proof it's interesting and it's very fascinating and I think it needs more investigation. Now, after this, we did come back. I went upstairs because I wanted to bring them down and we did a ghost box session, which, you know, yielded some decent possible responses, but, you know, it's a ghost box, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I'm not sure. I know at one point... We were using a few, we did have a kind of a, you know, voice or word generator going as well, which I'm not big on. You know, we just kind of use it to, we're just using it to be using it because I'm not big on it because I just, I can't, I've not had a lot of interesting responses enough to say, ooh, that is definitely something interacting through this, you know, this program. But however, during that ghost box session, there was definitely something weird happening. We didn't get a lot of, we got some decent responses on the ghost box, but nothing that really strikes out. Now, I might even do an on the hunt episode where I played that actual episode or that actual session. But this device was kept, it went freaking crazy there. It was kind of just throwing out general random stuff that, it generally does, which is why I don't lend a lot of credence to it. But all of a sudden, I kind of, and Frankie and I have talked about this, you know, not that I was provoking, but we thought we heard ugly come through the uh, ghost box. So I kind of started questioning around in that, around that topic. And all of a sudden, that device just started going crazy. I mean, I've never seen it act like this, throwing out multiple words, you know, multi multiple words at a time, uh, 
repeatedly. You're just going one after one, one after another, one after another, one after another. Now, does this mean, did I aggravate whatever was there? If there was an entity or a spirit there, did I piss it off? This is very, I, I don't know. I mean, that is what is so weird about this, these sessions so far. It's, I've never seen it do that, which is good in one hand, but it just makes it that much more confusing. But, however, it makes it that much more interesting. So I I definitely, we have to do go back, and we are going back. We've already scheduled a time to, in the next two weeks, I think, yeah, two weeks, to go back and do a full-blown investigation with night vision cameras, static cameras, multiple recorders, multiple devices, and see if we can get something, because the residents of this place are a little bit uneasy, and they are, like I said earlier in the podcast, they're approaching that three-month mark. And here's the, here's what's weird about this situation. The owner of the landlord, I guess, did not really tell them about all this. They've done their own research and kind of talking to neighbors and stuff. They the owner has actually come to them without saying anything about any kind of paranormal activity, any kind of possible haunting. He's offered to move them to another place, just out of the blue, out of the random, just randomly move them. And that's interesting because if he hasn't mentioned or they haven't had any kind of conversations about possible activity in this home, why is he doing this? He obviously has to know something's going on or have some knowledge of possible activity with previous tenants basically running out the door before three months, not making it three months. So he knows something's going on. Now, does he have bigger plans for this place? And my cynical side said, yeah, he's probably, he knows something's going on and he's going to start, you know, doing type in paranormal investigation, charging, that kind of stuff. That's my first kind of, go to with this situation but it's just fascinating that he is offered to move them out get them another place save them money essentially to be you know that doesn't make sense that's not the way businessmen generally operate you know they don't businessmen want the money businessmen want the money so i i don't know i don't think it's a good business model but it's fascinating and there's more going on there you know maybe we need to talk to the the uh, landlord and the owner of the property just to kind of see what they think and what they know about what's going on because there's definitely something going on behind the scenes and we need to get to the bottom of it. Now, as for the people who are living there, yes, they, they're they not, I don't think they're scared. They're just uneasy. Um, you know, they don't like to be alone in the basement or in other parts of the home. You know, there has been some nights sleeping with the lights on, which is common because when the, we fear the dark, essentially, most people fear the dark, and they are un, uneasy at the dark, in the dark, and that can escalate your mind when it comes to the paranormal, which could mean, which basically means blow things out of proportion or make you feel like something's there when there really isn't something there. So that people leave the lights on, you know, that's great. But the child is actually, the little girl that lives there, has they've heard her talking to somebody. Now, children generally tend, you know, the theory is they are more open before 
you know, the younger you are, you're more open to this just for the mere fact you haven't had people telling you there's no such thing as ghosts, there's no such thing as supernatural activity, and you get closed off. That is a fact. So is there something in this little girl's room? Now, we did do a session in there. There's some strange energy coming from the closet. I don't know what it is. Now, the shadow figure that has been seen has been coming from the little girl's closet. The dogs will sit, the dog will sit and bark, you know, bark for no apparent reason, which, you know, is not great evidence in, in, in itself, just for the mere fact dogs have such good hearing, they could be barking at something going on down the street. But you put all this together, there is definitely something interesting going on here. There is definitely something possible going on there. However, at no point do I get the sense that there's anything evil, thus far, I should say, evil. I think it just might be something they're trying to interact, or it just might be a residual haunting, just like I had talked about earlier about with the racetrack. There, you know, racetracks and gambling, there's all kinds of uh, energy when people, you know, could have lost a fortune or lost the mortgage or whatever during those days and lost everything because of a gambling problem or because of a big loss, which could, could you know, I don't know of any deaths there. We did, I did ask a question in another session, you know, about did you die at the racetrack? The ghost box gave us a yes, which is, would lend credence to the fact that there could be some residual type activity there, but I don't know yet. But like I said, I don't think there's anything evil or anything dark there. Definitely not anything demonic. I didn't get that sense, and Frankie didn't get that sense either. So at least the people have gotten a little reassurance that, you know, they're not crazy. I don't think they couldn't have be attached to them because... It was obviously, activity had been going on prior to their moving in, so they don't have to worry about that as of right now. But that is fascinating, and we are going to hopefully get to the bottom of it and kind of figure out what's going on at this location. I don't know. I just think it deserves more investigation, and I don't think they should be scared. I don't think they should be nervous. And, you know, I don't think it's a necessity that they have to leave unless they are that they it makes them that uneasy that's one that's another topic for another day but i'm not i wouldn't be concerned i'm not telling them you know, you got something serious going on here no i don't get that feeling and like i said i've been in places where you can you get that sense and some of the activity that i've experienced gives you that sense of, Ooh, there's definitely something weird possible evil or darker going on did not get that here but like I said, that clip that you heard is pretty interesting. I think it's, you know, there. I just wish that it was a little bit cleaner. I wish that furnace wasn't run. Maybe it would, wouldn't be so murky, and we'd have a little bit more possible responses there. But I think they're there. I do think they're there. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Ghost of the Night. Thank you once again for tuning in. Um, we have switched podcast hosts. So hopefully, I think everything's transitioned over pretty well thus far. Um, there is a new feature that 
on the page that you'll see in the description, or if you watch the video, I'll put it up on the uh, on the screen there. But it'll be in the uh, on my social medias if you want to interact with me. It does this feature, you know, does have where you can leave me a message. So if you have a question, if you have a story you want to relay, it gives you the opportunity to record that, and also I can also share it on the podcast your actual recording. So. It'll say message on the website page. Just hit that. Like I said, it'll be in the description. I believe it's anchor.fm slash Philip slash or dash Sam's, I believe. Don't hold me to that. I should have it right in front of me, but I do not. That is my bad. But that is a new feature. I don't know if I don't even know if it works. I've never even used it. Never I don't know. We'll see. It's just it'd be nice to, you know, hopefully, you know, answer some questions, have you ask them, and let me answer them. That would be fun, and I would enjoy doing that, and I think you guys would like it as well. So that's going to wrap it up. Like I said, don't forget to subscribe however you listen to the podcast. We are on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. Be sure to like and subscribe however you take in the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel for the videos that I do of these podcasts. I got a lot planned for, you know, this upcoming months, should, I should say, with this podcast host. I can actually start doing a little bit more content and possibly putting out multiple episodes a week like I started to do last year, which, you know, before things got crazy and things got really crazy, uh, I had to kind of take a break and slow down and then switching the host. It just got crazy with the move and the new studio. So hopefully I'll start doing a little bit more episodes per week. You know, instead of four episodes a month, you know, try to do six, seven, possibly eight. But we'll see how that all goes. So be sure to, like I said, follow me on Twitter at night underscore ghost. Follow the Facebook page at ghost of the night. And also, don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with anybody who has an interest in the paranormal. So, until next week, take care, everybody.